Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where the Orchard of Wisdom shows are at your fingertips. It ignites your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind, and your body with illumination from people who have made the journey before you. They're here now to help you on your journey, on your path of self-discovery. We are funded by you, the audience, and the people we interview. If you wish to support us, please go to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com and press on our Fund Action button. Anything is appreciated. We would like you to sit back and enjoy the shows. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your guest host. I'm not your guest. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, but my guest is Vikram Rajan. He started this wonderful program called Video Socials. Well, what does it all mean? It gets your videos recorded, posted, and shared by others, and it's do it together and have fun doing it. He says that, you know, Clients want to set up meetings and they want to look good for their video blogging. So they say, so fix your hair. Uh, you don't need to fixate on it. Video socials are a safe place to practice. We'll give you pointers like don't silhouette in front of a glaring window or you'll get <laughs> you'll get the hang of it. We each know our own pace, but each post has a recording. Most uh, rehearsed is the best way to do it. You know, the thing about starting a video always come from the heart. The heart is the most important thing to do, but there are things to set up to make it look good. And podcasting isn't just about storytelling anymore or just sharing points of view or worldviews. It's become a business practice where people put up podcasts to do with their business or they put up videos to do with their business. It's become that new branding of marketing. But how do we do it well? A lot of people are just so tied up in their work that it's really, really hard for them to kind of buy all the equipment and, and kind of set out the time to do it. But there are steps that you can do. And this is where he comes in. He has set those steps up for you. I've shown you how you can do it. Uh, networking with people that, you know, you can promote your shows to or even expand your whole network. But it's about getting your beautiful videos um, out there, whether it's just to draw business in or whether it's to have a podcast around your work. Um, it's daunting, folks. I've been nearly doing it 10 years and you're always evolving. You're always learning something new. And not everybody has that time to do that. So let's go to the expert who set this up to help people achieve that. Why has he done it? What led him down this path? Let's discover. Welcome to the show, Vic. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. What did lead you to this? Is this something that you found that you had to do yourself and you thought, oh, shucks, maybe other people are having difficulties? It was something that we had to figure out for our clients. So our, our clients are typically coaches and consultants, but a lot of attorneys and accountants, and they need to stay top of mind with their referral relationships and their potential clients. And so we originally have a, a service called Phone Blogger, which we still have, where we interview our clients over the telephone and turn what they say into written, optimized articles for their website, blog, their social media, their email newsletters. And it's still a very convenient way of digesting somebody's expertise and personality by reading their written work. Mm -hmm. That itself can be very time consuming to sit down in front of a, a screen, pardon me, pardon me for a second. This pardon is me. what it's all about. It's okay, needs daddy. <laughs> this is keeping it real folks. It is keeping it real. My daughter uh, wonderfully interrupted. Uh, so with Phone <laughs> Blogger, the focus is on the written word. And the written articles can be extremely convenient to skim, to scan very quickly, to quote others, send it in an email. But nowadays, all the social media platforms and the search engines like Google, they, you know, Google owns YouTube, so they now prioritize mm -hmm. videos. And all the other social media platforms now prioritize videos. Uh, and of course, we think of Instagram and TikTok as kind of the forefront of video, but more videos are being shared on Facebook nowadays than even YouTube and even LinkedIn for other B2B professionals are prioritizing videos in their algorithms. So both things being equal, you post a written article or you post a video and that video is going to be shown faster and more often with that being the case, we needed to help our type of clients get good on video. 
And we started Video Socials BC before COVID. So <laughs> back then, uh, back then, none of us were on Zoom all day long. Oh, that, I wouldn't say none of us, but very few of us were on Zoom. <laughs> yes, Sarah was. Uh, but very few uh, were on Zoom all day long. And, and so the concept of being video recorded, quite frankly, scared a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Even though they are subject matter experts and thought leaders, they are great public speakers and presenters, they work one-on-one -on -one really wonderfully. You suddenly shine the light of a camera on them and there's a lot of humana humana hesitancy. And there's that feeling of permanence. When the irony, of course, is that like we just did, we can stop the recording mm -hmm. and do over uh, versus when you're talking face to face with someone, there is no do-over. Uh, there is you're, you're always live in front of people. The irony is that it's opposite when you have a video camera or a webcam. You can actually do rehearsals and, and double takes. Yeah, and I think it kind being, of yeah. I mean, it depends on. what you're putting out. You right. know, if you're putting out something that's business, yes keep it professional, et cetera. If you're putting out something that might be just a little promo or fun, having interrupters, you know, it, it brings a smile to the face. You know, there was that wonderful thing of a guy being interviewed on the news and his daughter comes sure, the in BBC, and the wife- The BBC <laughs> and her daughter and yeah. his daughter, sure. Yes. And it just it drew a hell of a lot of attention to it. Yeah, and sure. everybody had a good laugh and smile. Correct. So, you know, sometimes it's okay to kind of lighten up and incorporate. And there's other times, no, to get serious, that doesn't belong here. And, and I would say, look, even taking the BBC example, uh, I forget exactly the specific subject that he was talking about, but from what, uh, from my uh, uh, memory, um, it was pretty heavy economic stuff. It yes. wasn't a fun, lighthearted segment. So even a fun, lighthearted segment, obviously that was a bit of a distraction, but even to your point, Sarah, even a video blog that is marketing your practice or sharing some real nugget of knowledge that someone in pain and need really needs to hear, the levity of a cat running across the screen or yeah. a four-year-old daughter <laughs> interrupting, that is life and um, that is genuine about it. So from that aspect, uh, as long as we're uh, se seriously intent on helping those we serve, all those silly distractions really, you know, that's just the nature of life and the nature uh, of the world nowadays. Um, so anyhow, that's how video social started. We needed to help our clients become comfortable on video. And I do a lot of networking. And back then, there weren't a lot of networking groups on Zoom. But I thought, what if we kind of had like a networking group on Zoom? But instead of each person kind of giving their elevator pitch, per yes. se, we can go around the, the Zoom room and each person could present a two to three minute topic which wasn't all that foreign for our clients because they were already phone blogging. They were already presenting a five minute topic over the telephone. We said, hey, come into this thing called Zoom. And instead of five minutes, try to distill it into about two to three minutes. That will take a little bit of practice. Um, but then you'll get feedback from one of your peers of what you presented well, what you could have said differently, other future topics based upon what you presented. Do I know anyone that I can share your video with? And that kind of receiving a feedback and also giving a feedback to that next presenter, that give and take helps really uh, tremendously. Everyone learns from each other substantively, learns from each other stylistically, and really develops a bond in a community where our members start sharing each other's videos because they, have, uh, they, they know the video, they know the concept, they were in the room when it happened. Right. Well, it's, it's community, which, you know, folks, yes. it's all about sharing. It's not about ever one me, myself and I, you know, right. we've all got a business to run, but at the same time is that the more we celebrate and, and collaborate and support others, the better it is for the whole. Um, so, you know, we always need to look at community and supporting that. I have been on your social uh, videos a couple of times and I've already interviewed three groups of people from there. And so what you're referring to, Sarah, is our show host network. So yes. in addition to our video blogging clubs, our video blogging clubs are purposely small. They are 45 minutes in length. They are about five to seven people at a time. So that's purposely interactive. Uh, but what we found is that many of our members, they host their own interview podcasts. They host live streams. So we wanted to introduce our members to one another because yes. being attorneys and accountants, coaches and consultants, there's very often a synergy where they can be each other's resources and referral relationships. Okay. So in the process of uh, introducing, and we have over 120 members across the, the U.S., so not everyone knew each other. Right. In the part, process of introducing, of like, hey, you ought to know Kevin. Kevin has a really great uh, interview podcast. Lily, you'd be great on his show. 
um, and, and then all these connections were being made, we said, well, what if we brought together this larger community? I've been on dozens and dozens of podcasts and live streams. Why don't I bring my world together? Mm-hmm. Everyone else has been on a couple of podcasts as well. Let's invite everyone as show hosts and let's promote each other's shows. Let's get to know each other. And perhaps we can be featured as a guest expert on other people's shows. Right. And that's how it happened December, January, now February. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, um, it allows a synergy. You know, you feel when somebody's doing that presentation, it goes, ah, I'm really interested in that topic. Or I, I you kind of got a vibe there. Oh, I really, I really would like to speak to that person, you know, as the possibility for your show. And it's just, I get sent from publicists all the time, people. And I've got a couple of publicists that really do know me well now. And so they sell me, send me the right kind of people. And I've got some that send me all about, you know, propaganda and politics and it's just like you know I never interview them so why do you bother um, but, <laughs> and but it has to be that fit yeah exactly and that's what's nice with the kind of the network is because you are hearing that couple of minute presentation you are hearing of what they're doing you'll know whether it's of interest to your audience and your platform or not and now you've got somebody where you feel you've already had the introduction you've got a sense of the person and you can reach out and take it from there so, as I said, I've already interviewed three of your groups so there. And, and yeah, and, and it's what's amazing is that because of that community, people are getting to know one another, interviewing yes. each other, but then also sharing each other, which right. kind of, as you mentioned before, the more you do to others, it's really that golden rule. The more you do for others, the more others do for you. Right. And, you know, there is a code of conduct to being a guest on, on a podcast. Yes. You know, it's, it's always always say to people, it's, you know, bring your integrity, obviously, you know, the, the setup, the lighting, the sound and everything else be on time. Uh, don't cancel at the last moment, folks. It's rude unless there is a, a genuine reason for it. Right. Illness or something happens. We understand that, but not that because, oh, I forgot, because this is for somebody you know, they've put their time and effort and everything into it. But it's also, don't forget to share. This person right. is giving you space and time to promote you. So you've got to share it out with your own network because they're sharing out with their network. So there's a lot of code of conduct with, um, with doing these Which, podcasts or these spots, aren't there? And as a guest, there's that code of conduct. And for show hosts yes. like us, that's, a, that's an opportunity. So for yes. those people who are thinking of having a video interview podcast, the fact that you can interview a guest who is a resource for your type of clients, your audience, is great because you're serving your clients and audience. Exactly. You're that larger non-client. But then also it's an opportunity, quite frankly, from a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. the guest is excited usually. They want to share their episode because yes. they're grateful and, and honored to be featured, to be interviewed. Uh, there's also that ego stroke that someone who actually did take an interest in, in what they have to say. And so as a guest, I'm excited to share my episode uh, when I'm a guest on somebody else's show like this. Uh, and likewise, uh, for those who are thinking of starting a show, your guests will be excited to share their show with others. Yes. And the more they share their show with others, that's marketing you as a host, your show, and of course, your professional practice. And, you know, cross cross-interviewing each other, which, you know, is always very important. Um, A lot of people are kind of just popping up with kind of videos on Facebook or other platforms. And, you know, it's, I always say you need to represent the person that you are actually interviewing. And I may go a little bit too far because as a true colors coach, I want all four creep personality traits to be covered. And I do a whole blog, 14 audio platforms, two video platforms, four sites. I mean, I've gone a little extreme. Okay. But it is about um, making sure that you do share, but also when you uh, do interview someone is that you do honor their contact, you know, uh, some information about them because there's nothing worse about listening to someone. I'm really interested in this person. There's no contact. There's nothing. No right. reference. And it's like yeah. you put in their name and find out there's 20 other thousand people with the same name. And it's, <laughs> it's disrespectful to the person that you're interviewing. So there, are, there is a game. There's, a, there's some steps that one needs to do when you are doing this to honor the person that you are interviewing. And then there's the vice versa. And sure. a lot of people since COVID, I mean, the amount of millions literally of podcasts that have come out uh you know has been exponential and a lot of people have jumped in on it but again if you're not prepared if you haven't set up the lighting if you haven't done the testing if you haven't found out how do you come across to other people and if you haven't finessed it how are you going to attract people to want to come along and how are people going to stay with you to want to even know 
who you're interviewing next. If they right. found it, you know, especially with video, with audio, you can get away with a lot more. <laughs> with video, you can't. So anybody, whether they want to do it for their business, you know, a lot of businesses now will have their own podcast where they will put up information or interview yeah. other people or whatever, or they just have a video on their yeah. site introducing themselves, what they're doing and the whole tutti frutti. Um, and for a lot of people, it's just, it is intimidating because lighting and this and that. It can be. Having somebody yeah. that can guide them on that platform, you know, on how to set it up properly, how to, uh, to present yourself, how to, uh, how you coming across by somebody else's, you know, that came across really good, but maybe here or maybe there, you know, it is that self-confidence when they actually come to do it, they know they've put all their ducks in place and they're, they're more confident in their presentation. Which is a really the whole point of why and how video socials operates. I mean, for a lot of our members, um, it's beyond the practicing phase. It's beyond the confidence phase. It's much more accountability. And I don't really love the word accountability. We, we think of it as really encouragement mm -hmm. where it's like any, any habit, you know, the results only come through consistent work and the, consistency that leads to habits over a period of time can get boring and yeah. can feel like a rut. And so we want to keep it fun. And so that's why video socials is together fun and done. And so, yes, for those who are new or nervous, uh, you'll definitely uh, have role models and overcome from a technical standpoint and a presentation style standpoint. But even more powerfully is tapping into a, um, a, a community, a culture where video blog on a consistent basis is natural and expected yeah. where your why can come through, your passion can come through. And from that aspect, that's why we do it. So, um, and then very often we see, you know, you, you kind of mentioned audio, you can get a whole, or get away with a lot more. There's a lot more advantages with video. You know, the, yes. the no like and trust aspect where people can really look into your yes. eyes and get to know you. Uh, even with the fumbles, you know, warts yes. and all, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. interruptions exactly. and all, yeah. uh, that, as you mentioned before, it's endearing. And, and, you know, there's that phrase, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And, so that, and so that yeah. passion mm. tends to come through a lot more easily by video mm. uh, because you can see body language even more than the intonation. So from that aspect, let alone the, the algorithms prioritizing yes. video, which just only adds fuel to the fire of your personality all the more. And, and it don't have to have such a um, grandiose personality. That's Be yourself. A, I want to hit on that because yeah. there's a lot of people I've interviewed in the past that are used to being up on stage. Sure. They're used to being the light is on there and they're presenting. Right. And when you are actually on a video, whether it's promoting your own business or whether you're in a podcast with someone else, it's, 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 you're not on that stage anymore. It's more interactive. Even yes. if you're just doing a video when people come to your site, they don't want the big. Argh. No, you're, you're, it's but a one on one. It's intimate. When, you, when somebody presses that video, they want to know you're speaking to them. Correct. To them, you're looking at them, not the thousands of people in, in the auditorium. And right. so it's bring it down, make it more personal and make it more interactive, because really what you want on the other side of the thing is somebody kind of going, asking the question, what more? Because it's Correct. a lead in to people Correct. wanting to do business with you. So yeah. soften it down and and be more, you know, more uh, interactive with people. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it just it goes over people's heads. Which is why it's also fun as people get used to video blogging as a solo sport. You know, we say a solo sport done together is kind of like a Peloton where it's virtually done together. Yes. Um, you're able to then over a period of time add an interview series or a podcast or a video interview podcast on top of it, which to your point, Sarah, makes the conversational aspect um, real because you yes. don't have to pretend like you're having a conversation. You are having a conversation yes. like we are. Yes. So for that aspect, it, it becomes that much more powerful because now, you know, all the things that we mentioned, the video algorithms work in your favor, the storytelling works in your favor, the know, like, and trust operates very well. You're introducing referral relationships who are excited to share your show. And then the, the context of the content um, is a lot more just by nature interactive because it's a conversation. Yes. Um, and yes. so it doesn't have to be so rote and so scripted. In right. fact, the less rote and scripted, the better. 
Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I found that COVID did, you know, we're shutting down all the talk shows and everybody yeah. then going to Zoom. Right. So there's interviewing the stars and interviewing the influencers from their home. No makeup and lighting. They're right. relaxed in their own home. The people doing the interview are relaxed in their own home. Their own kids running around and things happening. Right. And it was just so much more real. And I felt the content was so much more real. It wasn't that two or three minutes, the lights are on you. You know what questions are coming at you. It's all very surface. I felt we got more truth you know, from the heart and soul of people than we do from the studio. It, it's right? funny that you even bring that up, Sarah. So because of our members, we have been pulled into the world of podcast marketing and, and actually launching live streams and podcasts for our clients, our members. And we're involved in about six, seven shows at this point. Like that number will probably change by, by the time this show even premieres. So like over half a dozen shows. And so as we're architecting how a show should be structured, we're exactly going uh, through what you're, you're talking about, Sarah, that it's less about the structure and more about the conversation yes. and that it doesn't need to be so scripted. Now, that doesn't mean we want like 30 minutes of rambling. Right. We kind of know where the main points are. It's kind of like improving uh, a show where you know you got to go from point A to point Z and you know some of the letters in between that you kind of have to yes. uh, hit and then the points you need to hit. But how you'll get there can be very fluid yes. and the more fluid and the more fun. And they're um, more inviting correct. because you're asking people to join the rhythm. Correct. Right? You're in the flow, in the on flow. the same wavelength, in the same vibe. And really, right. that's where we want people to be. We want people to yeah. feel they're a part of it, that they're in sync with. Um, let's go to the other opposite of when you've got somebody that's used to being kind of maybe more of the writer and not the speaker. Sure. And, and they get up there and it's monotone. Yes. Right. And it's very slow because that's the way they're kind of used to doing things. And of course it doesn't work on video, right? Right. So it's having to kind of turn it up a, a couple of notches. You have to turn it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, they, and they'll get that feedback. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of video social. They'll, they'll get the feedback in a safe space and in a place where they can practice and, and, uh, and experiment even. So from that aspect, they don't need to be too concerned. I would concern to, pe to move people away from feeling that they need a teleprompter. Yeah. Some people who are writers who need to be very prepared, um, they, they excel at their craft, at their work. Um, and the way they excel, they know, is that they are extremely uh, meticulously organized and prepared, mm -hmm. which obviously is a great thing. Uh, but then when in front of the camera, it can be very awkward. And right. then they fall into the trap of needing or feeling that they need to read. And we want to break. And the easiest way to break is, say, first, scripted. Write it out. To, to pull that crutch away from someone, is, right. I, I think, yes. is um, uh, insensitive. Making them too so wobbly, yes. Say, yeah, making them too <laughs> yeah. wobbly. I say, yeah. good, write it out. Write yeah. it out. Okay, now distill it into the three or four bullet points. Mm -hmm. And then yes. take the bullet points and riff on the bullet points. Mm -hmm. You know what you want to say. You've written it out. Now set it aside. Use bullet points. And even from a video blogging standpoint, we encourage our members Put a couple of bullet points on a post-it note, stick it next to the webcam. This way, when you're referencing your notes, you're sort of making eye contact. Yes. And yes. you don't have to be too um, wobbly. Yes. You don't have yes. to be completely extemporaneous, which that itself is an art form. Mm -hmm. uh, but reading off of a teleprompter with um, the same vim, vigor, and passion is extremely uh, uh, difficult to do. I mean, that's why reporters on TV get paid. I mean, they are yes, reading yeah. off teleprompters. Elected officials very often are reading off teleprompters. And even elected officials, we very often see the charisma is different. Even if you don't agree with his or her point of view, the charisma and connection is different from when they are reading off a teleprompter to when they go off script. Their staff may be concerned because they're going off script, but they become that much more genuine. And they tend to connect better, even with people who don't agree with their point of view. They're at least keeping it real and they're sharing who they are. And so they have to be careful from an elected perspective. But for those of us as professionals, way better from a connection and charisma standpoint. Have your bullet points, have a framework, but get more and more used to feeling the flow and the fluidity, as we were mentioning, Sarah. We know that in business today that nobody's going to buy from you until they buy you. Sure. Right. You Good are life. actually selling yourself first. And if people yeah. really do feel a connection, 
And yeah. if they, it's not just about what you're doing or what you've got, because there's plenty of other people doing the same thing. Is that do you really feel a synergy with this person? Do you feel that you're on the same vibe? Do you feel they're talking to you? Yeah. And if you do, then it's like, well, I really kind of feel something with this person. I want to reach up. I want to set up an appointment. I want to know more. Or I want to go into the site and read more. I want to study more. Right. Um, it, it isn't about a sales pitch, which a lot of people in the past have definitely, and you remember the flash things on the sites, which was sure, so annoying. Sure. And so we don't want a sales pitch and we don't want the rah, rah, rah. We want it to kind of be why you're doing the business you're doing, whom you're here to serve, because then you're serving that person you're speaking to. Do they feel that you can represent them? Do you feel, yeah. do they feel that they, you know, that they can trust you because there is that invitation there? So it's a totally different type of thing to what people have done in the past in marketing, which was a lot more rah-rah. We've had rah-rah up to the ears and back, you know, we really kind of want to give, give me a heart. I want to know you care. Right. Because there's so many other people competing out there. What makes you different? Yeah. Yeah. And I think from that aspect, you know, everything that we talked about from video blogging to video interview podcasting really showcases that yeah. and really shows how you care. And the more you can be yourself, the better. And that takes a little bit of practice. But uh, it, it, our members are, are surprised. You know, the, the newbies tend to be a little bit more, they're nervous about being nervous, which is yes. the irony. Yes. They, they think they're going to be very nervous. It kind of reminds me uh, of my son getting vaccinated, and he was way more scared before the needle than during the actual shot, which right. was painless. Anticipation. And <laughs> the anticipation <laughs> kills them. And, and so from that aspect, set it aside, because you know you don't have to use the video. You don't have to literally stream live. In fact, so part one of video socials are our video blogging club, as we mentioned. Part two is Brander, which, are, which is our automation software. And that's the thing that adds the captions and the headline and the call to action end screen, all the stuff that your video should have, our, our software takes care of. And we're automation partners with YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn. And with Facebook, it can take that pre-recorded video and stream it as a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. So you get the best of both worlds. The right. algorithms right. of Facebook prioritizes Facebook Live, but you yourself can be rehearsed knowing that this is the video that you actually want to share. This is the substance that you want to share. So from that aspect, our members um, can set aside the fear factor of literally being live, and they can just be themselves. And if they flub up, it's usually not that big of a deal because as you mentioned before, it's, it's them being genuine. Right. So it, yeah, it's the passion. Everything, you know, as you pointed, as an algorithm, we are an algorithm, everything in the world is an algorithm. And it's kind of tapping into the algorithm that really is going to reach as many people as possible, right? And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, what you're putting out is you're putting out your own algorithm of your own vibe, that's going to attract people. And then when you actually are actually on the algorithms, you're going to attract the people who are like minded, Right. Uh, and that's, yeah. the, that's the clients that you want. You don't want to get right. people that are completely opposite to you unless that is your business, you know. Ooh, but, uh, right. But that goes back to the not needing to be so rah-rah. Like, yes, right. you want need to kind of dial up a little bit, but you can be yourself because yes. if you are a little bit slower in talking and more deliberate in thought and in speaking, an Obama. Was that? <laughs> sure. Obama, right, right, yes. with, a, with a lot of pregnant pauses. Yes. Um, you're going to probably attract those people. First of all, yes. white space everywhere is best, is better. You know, so I, I can, I tend to be a lot more fire hosed, which um, people tell me to slow down and, and to shut up. Uh, so so I, get, I, I need the white noise sometimes. Um, but we tend to attract the people who are, uh, um, are attracted to, to our way of speaking and being. Yes. So yes. be yourself because you're yeah, not yeah. going to enjoy a fast talking client if you yourself aren't fast talking. Right. Exactly. And uh, it, it, again, that album, that vibe, that frequency, being on the same wavelength, you know, it's uh, if you were going, I mean, let's say business are relationships. Mm -hmm. You're building a relationship with someone. Right. So when you are putting something out there, it, it is that invitation to that relationship. So there has to be some synergy there. There has to be something that there is connecting you together because yeah. that's the, the basis of that relationship and how it's going to grow. And right. don't worry about the people. I mean, one thing, please don't worry about numbers. Just because you've got 20 million thousand followers yeah. doesn't Thank mean you. they're all listening to you, right? right? Be right. more concerned about the one or two people that you really can impact 
that you can really build on that you can really help right that it's is a good point that you're bringing up metrics because metrics are for a lot of people you know they call it vanity metrics in, in our marketing world where people sometimes conflate the numbers uh, or will buy numbers oh. which are based on bots really and then from a podcasting standpoint one of the ways of monetizing a podcast the advertisers and they want to see the metrics mm -hmm. but you want the metrics to be real because the real metric is the engagement yes. is how people yes. are and it's always quality over quantity as much as the quantity is uh, very often the, the bragging numbers of the number of views, but what was the number of likes and shares? Right. Uh, the shares uh, become even more powerful. The comments become even more powerful. Yes, and then ultimately, did people respond to you to do business with you? Mm -hmm. And you are your own advertiser being a podcast or a blog, or at least you are your first advertiser. And so from that aspect, you really do want to make that connection genuine and it's quantifiable, but in a, in a quality way. That being said, and for that reason, is why there should be a call to action. Not yes. every blog has to have a call to action. Not every podcast uh, has to. However, um, from a marketing standpoint, as a purist in marketing, um, when you don't have that call to action, you've kind of dressed them up, but there's nowhere for them to go. Right. And you want them to know the next step because yes. if someone's interested in working with you, okay, well, my, should I just call you whenever I'm ready, which may not be... Uh, the best way because maybe when I'm ready is not the right time. Maybe I should have called you a month before I was ready because right. there's a lot of preparation right. stuff. Mm -hmm. So from that aspect, you want to give people a very easy type of resource. Interaction. Uh, yeah. An interaction. Mm -hmm. But even from you know a call to action, go to my website, download this resource, yes. or go to my website, yes. get this, or shoot me an email and I'll yes. send this to you. I have 15 kind minutes of free consultation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 for, for people outside the marketing world, it, it tends to feel very um, crafted or, um, you know, contrived. And I'm, I go, well, look, it should be contrived and it should be crafted mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. But also it's providing a resource to others legitimately. legitimately. It shouldn't be come contact me and I'll just pitch you my offer. But rather, I want to provide a resource for you because I want you to know what the timeline is. Because if you call me like soon as you're ready, well, we may not be able to launch tomorrow next week when you're expecting it to be launched right, because exactly. now you're ready. It's like, well, you should have called, called me a month ago. Yeah. Well, they didn't know. People don't know what they don't know. So if I can provide someone a checklist or a timeline, well, I'm able to school them and say, look, when you're a, a month away, very similar it happens when people are launching a website. And we say, look, great. It's great that you launch your website, but you want to start the video blogging happening about a month before it launches so that you have a couple of episodes or a couple of um, blog posts ready to go when the site launches or else it's just you know kind of a barren site. And you don't have to release everything right away, but at least you have it in the queue and we can schedule it. And it's those kinds of... Um, inside baseball type mm -hmm. things that people don't think about. They don't, they're no. not having to think about. Oh, I'm ready to do uh, it now. Yeah. Tomorrow, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, no. And then uh, unfortunately, when we say no, we're disappointing them. Right. So they feel disappointed, mm -hmm. but they didn't know. And so it's, it's immediately, or you're having to say yes and scramble and not provide the right type of service in the right way. So, right. so you don't, to avoid the disappointment, you want to provide resources. So you are doing it in service, not just, from the salesmanship, uh, that is the right thing to do as well, of providing call to action. It's the right thing to do from servicing the client as well. Well, you know, inspiration begets invitation. So if you've inspired them in the video and now the invitation isn't there, <laughs> then you've kind of left them hanging, you know? Right. So, right. you know, you've inspired them. Now the invitation Good. To, to come and tap into this inspiration of what I can do for you, right? This is what Good. I'm offering you. These are the first steps. Right. right. I, you know, now that invitation is there. And if the person's yeah. been inspired, as you said, call direction, I know what to do now. This right. step, that step, because I am so inspired. I want to feel like that. I want, what, yeah. you know, what Sally, you know, and met Harry. I want what she's having. You know, we <laughs> right. all want that. Right. So right. it is, we've got to remember, it's wonderful to inspire people, but don't leave them hanging. Give them a place to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And steps to do it. And if you know that you are a process that takes time, and then what you can do while they're waiting to join something or waiting to be a part of something is the freebies that keep them engaged. 
right. in the meantime, because you don't want them to drop off and then they suddenly come in and they're disconnected. You want to keep that flow and that connection going. Yeah, good point. So it's all about connection. Right? It's all about inspiration. It's all about um, we've all got something to promote. You know, marketing has changed radically, radically from what it used to be. And it is now podcasting. I interview authors, I interview business people, I interview, I've got 18 genres. So I've got numerous genres. Some of them are just the stories of survivals. Most of them are people that through the process of their lives have become the coaches, become the mentors Mm -hmm. because of the experience that they've gone through. And so I actually do have a a mentor and a practitioner um, page as well. And they're for the people that are offering the services they're the more streamlined than just the podcast hosts, I guess, rather. And it's about what you're offering now, but you've inspired them through your why. People want to know your why. Why are you doing it? Whom are you here to serve? Am I one of those people? And then how can you do it? It's not the how up front. It's the why up front. Why should I go for you? And you've always got to share that why, because that why shows me your process to where you are today, why you're doing it, and why it's so important for you to serve people in this way. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. We're all in service, right? We're all in service. And it's very important that we actually are very true to that service and why we're doing it. Um, We know the people that are just in it just to make money. I mean, you know, multi-level marketing, there's a couple of them that are very good. Most of them are about getting rich quickly and then pulling out and doing something else, right? The rah-rahs, as I said, especially for the last two years, people have kind of been knocked sideways, you know, a few times. And businesses have had to pivot. Uh, And solopreneurs have had to pivot. They've had to get, um, I don't want to say the word aggressive because I don't believe in that, but, you know, more productive, Sure. Right. Look, I mean, and and that multiplier effect, the algorithm effect, the, the the fact that from video blogging and then moving into video interview podcasting, all these, you know, your why is going to be a combination. And, and and when we talk to our clients and our members, you know, a lot of them, yes, profitability and profit motive is there, and 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 there's nothing wrong with it. That it should be there, in my opinion. It's as a marketing professional. I need to make sure that there's an ROI, a return on investment in everything we help our clients do, or else it's this just for fun is not good enough. But there's very often an impact that they're looking to make. They have a message. They have a why. They may be a trust and estates attorney. They may be a grief counselor. One way or another, they're looking to make an impact on their audience at large and their specific clients. And then part of that, in order to make that greater impact, it's that visibility And and the video blogging just is streamlined for visibility video podcasting when you have guests as an interview where your guests are sharing you with others multiplies that visibility so for me that visibility leads to impact leads to profitability which for me is a delicious acronym for vip because that's the vip (laughs) aspect of video interview (laughs) podcasting so for me to see that uh, wonderfully come together as an acronym um and even more so really been genuinely what people are craving uh, for uh, marketing need and and craving in their heart is pretty powerful and and for me to be part of it um that that's really it it, it, that's very fulfilling because we're able to see people progress not only professionally from a marketing standpoint but personally they're able to overcome the awkwardness and fears even of being on video the awkwardness of getting posted, of getting shared, the nervousness, will anyone share this post? Yes. Uh, and for us to be able to solve these fears and challenges and then thus achieve their marketing goals, which end up being their family goals, uh, it's extremely powerful. So yeah. it, it's, uh, it's humbling to see our members grow and prosper. Yeah. And then they become raving fans and then, you know, that kind of the self-fulfilling, they, they invite others and we get to introduce uh, new people to the program. Well, you're, you're building a community. So beyond the help, you know, it is now um, just being a part of that community where one, we can all support one another, which is important. Right. You know, right. this is where business is going. You know, we each have an instrument. We learn how to play that instrument. Then we look for an orchestra to play it in. And we want to be in sync with that orchestra. We can play all sorts of music, but are we in harmony with each other? So we're always looking for that because there are so many, you know, solo entrepreneurs or just small entrepreneur companies now that you need the outside help, a community 
to help you because we're not looking at the big organization with everybody right. in that, which is really important. And a lot of people, um, you know, virtually everybody I interview mostly has a, a YouTube, um, sure. whether it's just a YouTube, but what they do is they put up videos of information. Um, videos of tidbits or videos of this or that. And the more videos you put up, the two or three minutes, right? It, what it's doing, it's building your, your YouTube brand. It's giving people little snippets of information. It's getting them more engaged and it's inviting them even more to be a part of what you're doing. So it, it's, you can do that kind of podcast where you're either interviewing people or you're speaking to what you're doing, but you can also create little videos on tidbits that people will come, come into, and they might come into video 54 uh, and, and go, wow, I want to go back to one, <laughs> right? So it's always having something that draws people back. It's the fishing hook, but you also want right. to know that, you know, there's good quality at the other end of the line. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're, if we're in it for the right reasons, we're there serving our clients and, and, and our clients are serving their clients. And so their video blogs become really a library of knowledge. And it's an, a way for them to not only educate uh, potential clients and current clients, but it's a, it becomes a library and a compendium of their own subject matter expertise. So it can be extremely profound over time where they have this, this literal library of topics that they can pull from, but also for posterity reasons. It's a legacy. It's, some, it's an asset that they're building. Yes. Uh, and they may not see it in such a profound way in the beginning because it's just a marketing tool, uh, but the benefit of the marketing tool that it becomes an asset. They're building a library, right. a library of wisdom, right? Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter um, if somebody has taken that wisdom and they've moved on to a higher level. There's always somebody that's in their own self-discovery that needs that wisdom that you did, shared years ago. Right. Right? Right. So right. good knowledge never dies, right? Yeah. It's just when that person's ready, they're going to find it but you can make it easier for them to find by being enticing, by being inviting. And uh, I think also, you know, make sure that there is, even if it's a serious matter that you're talking about, integrate some fun, some lightheartedness, you know, some silly billies, because uh, we're all weighed down and, you know, having something that lightens up sometimes, you know, it can just be that big smile like your kid running around you behind right. you, right? It kind of brings a smile. And it's, and it's something that I think we all need. You know, we, we all try to run our businesses. We're all trying to get our message across, but sometimes just lighten up and have fun. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 it, it reminds me, so we have a blog brainstorming tool called the Blog Brainstormer, and it helps our clients come up with topics because it's a very practical issue of, all right, what am I going to blog about? Like, well, we work with hundreds of, of, of professionals, so we know all the prompters. And so one of them is very similar to what you're talking about, where, yes, you can bring a little levity um, by really talking about the anti-success story. I'm sure you've experienced it, other people have experienced it, where you've told someone, a client, not to do something, but they went ahead and did it anyway. And then they have to come back to you and you have to clean up the mess. And you don't really want to say, I told you so. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're, or maybe you know, you're too good for that. Or maybe you're not too good for that. You just say, I told you so. But, but that very often, and unfortunately, it could be a real serious issue. Right? These, yes. aren't, these aren't funny things. These, these could be real consequences with tax matters, finance, relationships. These are serious issues, but it, you can bring out a little joy and levity at the expense of someone else that quite frankly shouldn't have done that. Or you told someone um, uh, to do something and they went ahead and they didn't do it. And now you have to, again, clean up that mess. So while you, know, you don't want to laugh at the misery of others, you can nonetheless find um, I don't know if levity is the right word because funny is not always the right word, but a little bit of levity to know that, look, we're not alone. We all make mistakes and we're here if you make that mistake or if you, uh, or, or to avoid that mistake that other people make. You know, it's important uh, to learn from your own mistakes, but it's even better to learn from other people's mistakes. It's, it's um, you know, it's like saying, what were you thinking? It's the tone okay, of right, voice. Correct. Right. Have them laugh at themselves. Right, right. And yeah, and, 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 and by no means do I mean bring on your client on your podcast. And, and, right. Because they may not find the humor of it right, right away. 
Um, but nonetheless, um, it can be a sense of camaraderie where other people know what that is that's like because they've been there, they've done that yeah. same mistake, or they know they want to avoid that. That's exactly what they're afraid of. And right. that's the reason why that, they're going to work That's a lesson in itself, isn't it? Lessons. Mistakes are just lessons, folks. They really are. There is no such thing as failure unless you've chosen just to sit down and give up. That's failure. But it's like you fall on your ass over and over again. And, you know, it's about how you get up. And every time you get up, you learn, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do right, something exactly. different, right? And that is the life. That's the process of life. And you can make it fun. You can laugh at yourself. You can sometimes pull out your own hair. You know, it's, you're going to go through all of the emotions. And having actually groups of people around you that can laugh with you or know when it's serious or know to even help pick you back up. Right. That's really, really important because not any one of us are going to go through life without making quite a number of mistakes. Right. Let's, let's look at them as lessons, lessons learned. Sure. Right. And it's uh, sometimes, yeah, you've got a big mess to clear up and it's, you know, oh boy. Um, but it's, it's life. It's life. And I think we're, especially in business, we're inclined to put on this facade that everything is sure. perfect and nobody's buying that anymore. Yeah. Because nobody is perfect and everybody's been affected by the last couple of years, one way or the other. Yeah, right. We're all walking around kind of feeling a little wobbly of what the future is going to bring, right? Because it's not just the pandemic, it's the, it's the uh, emotional pandemic, it's the financial pandemic, and there's right. the hate rhetoric and everything else. Nobody is going through this unscathed. So yeah. it, is, it is okay to kind of even show your vulnerability side of it because what you're showing your customers and other players that you are real and that it's okay. It's okay right. to be vulnerable. And people get to know you. And yes. they feel, to talk about facade, right? They, you're peeling back the onion layer. And that's the whole point of a blog, um, yes. even more than a podcast, that the blog is of personal yes. nature. And so you want people to know, like, and trust you, well, that first part is no. They right. want people to know you. Right. And not just some fake facade of, of, no, yes. of how you are. And and look, I mean, a lot of professions once um, were able to sit in the ivory tower yeah. from bankers <laughs> to accountants to doctors to lawyers. And uh, I don't know how the professional always feels about the, the fact that they're knocked down from the ivory tower. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a reason why now you walk into a retail bank and it feels like a, an Apple store versus how it used to feel of a marble and brass um, institution. Um, you know, the, the, the brass and, and mahogany wood of a lawyer's office has been democratized, so to speak, to essentially a Zoom call. And while those esteemed professions may not feel as esteemed, I think from a... Uh, consumer perspective of who we are, um, it feels a lot more comfortable and a lot more convenient and a lot more client-centered. Yes, um, and the yes. more we can be that, I think it's better from a, from a business standpoint. So from that aspect, it's um, you're able to peel back the onion layer and have people get to know you. And yes, yes the, the permission has been created uh, because of, uh, of the past couple of years with COVID, uh, but the, the truism has had always been there. Yes. Uh, the taboo yes. of working from home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, working from home has always been way more convenient than having to commute through traffic or public transportation and having to go to an office and have this facade of clothing and a facade of work hours and, mm -hmm. and, and, and inconvenience of yes. work hours, inconvenience to work those hours and inconvenience to anyone who wants to talk to us outside of work hours. And so the taboo yet of working from home kept a lot of professionals from doing so and so if there's any silver lining it's yes. that we can work from home it's actually way more convenient and comfortable and if we can find the balance and integration uh, with our family life where we're not ignoring the family life but not also ignoring our professional obligations everything can be actually better off this way yeah if yeah. You're done correctly, but, but, but it also you know. it can extend your entire clientele sure. whereas sure. you were yeah. only in your arena you know now you've put everything online you can work with people around the world right you know so all of a sudden you you order spectrum there sure. so there's so many benefits to it and yeah you know you can always arrange to meet there's plenty of these offices that you can rent for a oh, day sure. or for an hour oh, sure. or whatever sure. if you need to do that or if you need yeah. to hold a workshop or something that you don't want to do right, online right right but it's this is especially as the the getting to know you the first steps the going through the first phase especially you know um, for people that do eventually need you to sign something or whatever but it's um, 
there was one guy I interviewed in the beginning of the of COVID, and he literally traveled around the world with his company. And he said he couldn't fly. And yeah. he loves to surf. So he'll yeah. be in his car, do a Zoom meeting, go for a surf, come back and do another meeting. He said, right. why am I ever going to go get back on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> he had a quality of life now that he never had before. Right. And, and the more quality of life we have, the more meaningful purpose we have, the better we serve everybody. Correct. Right. Well said. <laughs> so the, to, to the various stages of joining you, if people just want to kind of come in to the network to kind of get to know what you're doing, what kind of people yeah. you have, I mean, what is the best stage to kind of come in, explore and see if it's right for people and, on what you're offering them? So it depends on where they are and where they feel comfortable, right? So um, the next step for some people would be to come as a guest to a video blogging club, especially if they know they need to incorporate video into their marketing Come check it out, be a guest, be a spectator, and there's really no pressure. You're really going to watch other people do their video blogging in real time, so it's kind of fascinating. Um, if you have a podcast and you're looking to be interviewed on other podcasts, you can be part of our show host network, and that's a monthly event, um, so that's a great place to kind of get to know us. If you're thinking about having a video interview podcast, that could be another aspect of working with us. I would highly recommend uh, shoot me an email and I'll send you a whole bunch of our checklists so that you know you can be prepared on a good timeline. If And if and when you're thinking about starting a video podcast, like we were ch chatting before, that it's not tomorrow. Right. <laughs> two or three weeks. It is, but, uh, so two weeks is okay. There is prep work, folks. But there is prep, prep work. work. And, and you might want to do a little bit of prep yes. work. Uh, so the easiest is for people to shoot me an email, um, vic at videosocials.net. Um, and then I can either provide them resources like a blog brainstormer for them to come up with topics. They can come to a video blogging club as a guest. They can come to our next show host networking event, either as a video podcaster themselves or, or a podcast host in general. Or if they are a thought leader and a subject matter expert, we do have guests who are looking to get onto podcasts right. to come to the community meetings as well. There's a variety of options for them to, for people to get to know our world. Um, it's pretty easy and low key, and it's a, and it's always fun, which is kind of an undercurrent with everything that we do. We want it to be interactive and fun. That's the way I think get things done. It, you know, fun lightens things up. It takes the seriousness out of everything. It yeah. doesn't mean it's not serious. It just means it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, there's a little serious you know? marketing ROI. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, that's the reason why we have raving fans is that they get a return on their investment. Um, but uh, there's no reason why you can't have fun doing your business as well. Exactly. And, you know, the important thing is, I think, is um, just go and explore. Yeah. You know, go, go to both arenas and see, you know, watch somebody kind of creating a video and go, okay, I could do that. Yeah. Or with a little help, yeah. I can do that. Or, you know, I do want to have a podcast, but what does it entail? Come to the network, listen to other people right. share what they do and see, you know, it, what kind of niche do you want for your, for your podcast? Right. Whom are you right. here to serve? Um, and uh, do you want to put in the time and effort? folks. Don't please just look at it as a frivolous little thing. Uh, it does take time. It does take effort and it, it does, does take time I to mean, build I, up. I, yes. There's a little bit of preparation. I, I will. I will. Oops, Be back in a sec, folks. I hope people can get a hold of me. Okay. So, so I just, hope you can hear me. So I know there was a little I, bit of internet glitch. Yes, we had an internet glitch, which is you know, something else that you need to learn how to handle folks if you're interviewing people. Sometimes you can edit it out and sometimes just go with it and just own it. it. Because the internet, quite honestly, is is a wonderful gift, but very temperamental. So you were in the midst of saying something. So I was in the midst of pushing back on the amount of arduous time that it could take. You know, I have a video interview podcast, but I have a wonderful staff that takes care of all the stuff for me from scheduling guests and reminding uh, to handling the production, to handling the posting of that show on YouTube and social media, on my website, the Apple podcast, the Google, Spotify distribution, all that stuff. So we actually turned it into a turnkey done for you system, a service for our clients. So they just show up at showtime and everything else can get taken care of for them. Now, some people enjoy putting in some of the work and enjoy doing some parts. We don't want to take the enjoyment out of it. But for a busy professional who wants yes. to literally show up at showtime, that's my pushback of going, hey, like, I wanted to figure out a, a kind of that fantastic aspect 
can we actually turn that into a service? And indeed we have. It's, it's, we're relatively new at it in all uh, can, candor, but we're two months into it. We've got six, seven shows uh, up and running. So from that aspect, um, it's well worth it for someone to explore. If they want to have a podcast, they don't need to do all the grunt work. It can right. be done for right. them. So. Right. Yes. And so if, if people are intimidated by that, most certainly the, your kind of services does help them. They've still got to share, though. They've still got to yes. share across their social medias. They've right. still got to look for the people that they want to, to interview as well. So, you know, it, for a lot of people, I know that they try it and they go, oh, I don't know, and they're not consistent with it. But if you are going to do it, I do suggest that, you know, you look at giving it a, a good dedication of three months of putting yes. out various shows oh, yeah. and get into a flow with it because, um, you know, you're doing all the work for them, which is great. I had hosts that I did all the work for them and all they had to do is do the interview and send everything to me. And they're still like, oh, I don't know. It's just. So oh, no. Fun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know? it, it, the, the key to it is you have to be by appointment. It has yes. to be scheduled, which is why we, we schedule the guests for uh, for the client and that we're part of the recording um, yes. because left to, left to our, our client's own time management, look, they're busy serving their yes. clients, which is the right thing to do. They're, they have clients and quite frankly, from a billable and income standpoint, it's the right thing to do. So from that aspect, that's their priority. So we have to make sure from a marketing standpoint right. that the marketing is also consistent. Yes. And that's our, that's our job. So yeah. that's why we get hired. Good. So if somebody is wanting to look to do a podcast where they may be just wanting to kind of extend their own platform, use it as right. a marketing, or maybe they just really want to get into the interviewing side of things. Sure. You know, they're the professional Fun. interviewing other professionals, um, which is if you're doing all the work for them, they can just get in there and have fun with it. Correct. Right. And, and, and uh, really get the marketing benefit out of it and, yeah. and really get do all the enjoyable parts of it and get all the work done for them. Yes. And there is a lot of grunt work, folks. I'm telling you, there is. So if, if you don't want to spend the hours doing the grunt work uh, and you don't want to put that kind of time in, then yes, get someone like Vic to, to do it for you. And then you can get in and just have fun with the interviews. And yeah. you know, it's, it's two experts sharing the wonderful view of a topic. And there's so much to be learned from this. Yeah. Every single show is a nugget of information that somebody can take away with and, and use in their own lives. And it's also the invitation back to each other's platforms and so people are listening to podcasts more and more now than ever ever before so they're looking for good content they're looking for something that's going to leave them with something right yes it can be entertaining but they want to come away with something that they didn't know before or a ha-ha moment or that was really interesting i've got a big smile on my face or, oh my goodness i didn't know i needed to address that right so right. you want them to take something away from your podcast so you have fun with it but always leave them with something because that's going to draw them back again and again and again to want to know what else they can learn right and you want them to be able to reach out to you uh, for you to be of service to them. But don't just look upon it as how many clients am I going to get from this? Right, right. right? It's, it's how many people are you going to serve? The clients that need you will come. You can't, once you put it out there, you know, it's out there. Who picks it up and who listens to it and what they do with it is out of your hands. You can just put yeah. it out there, right? So, so uh, once again, the email is to... Vic, yeah, Vic at videosocials.net. So that's V-I-K at video socials so that's sfbn plural video socials.net they get video socials.net and Thanks. your website is uh video socials.net conveniently enough so yeah if you go to video socials.net you can learn everything uh bottom right hand corner is a chat box that's a, a real box that goes to my cell phone it's not a bot Mm -hmm. uh, so I keep it on mute for these kinds of interviews. Um, and you can you can see member videos. You can see the uh, times that we host the clubs if you want to be a guest. Lots of resources and lots of freebies at videosocials.net. Right. And so just come and explore. You yes, know, you, you, you might have the back of your mind, I really do need to do videos, um, you know, or I really would like to have a podcast. But uh, So just go in and explore, see yeah. what he's offering you. Um, get to know other people that are doing it or have done it and how it's benefited them. And then kind of when you're ready to get your feet wet, you know, dive in and have some fun right. with it. Right. So uh, made easy. That's that's the key here. Made easy for you. <laughs> So you really can concentrate on your content, on who you are, why you are, what you stand for. You are promoting you and he's making it easy for you. 
It's still you doing it, but he's making it easy for you. And that is the important thing. So you can concentrate on other things. Thanks so much for sharing here, Vic. Thank you, Sarah. This has been great. Remember, folks, video is the way of the future, which doesn't mean we don't also listen. Um, audio platforms still have a massive platform, but video is we like to see you. We like to look in your eyes. We like to get a feel for you. And we want to know if there is a synergy. So don't be afraid of video. It doesn't matter what your age is. Um, age has got nothing to do with it. It's really about you and your presence. Do people feel it? Do they feel inspired by you? Do they feel invited by you? And when they do, it's amazing what doors it will open up for you. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Please tune in to our selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see all the other genres that we have from you. Every week on Tuesday, we bring you new shows from illuminating people. If you know someone that should be interviewed, please contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Now stay tuned for your next show.